0: Book of Mark this morning, chapter number 5, Mark chapter number 5, and you may recognize this passage, it's the same passage of Scripture we were in last uh, Sunday, Mark chapter number 5, and I'll go ahead and let you know it'll be the same passage of Scripture will be next Sunday morning, uh, as uh, last Sunday morning, uh, we looked at the miracle of when the maniac met the master. And we're going to look at another miracle today, and next Sunday, another miracle, the three miracles of Mark chapter number 5. And I want you to look at Mark chapter number 5, and we're going to begin reading this morning uh, verse number 22. And uh, we'll read several verses this morning uh, as we look into the Word of God and see what God has for us. Mark chapter number 5, begin reading with verse number 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, when he saw him, he fell at his at his feet. The first part of Mark chapter five I remind you is when Jesus uh, healed and saved the maniac of Gadara, the man who was possessed of devils. And now he's passed back over to the other side. Uh, he had gone to where the uh, those pagan villages were, and that's where he met this man. He's now back on the other side, and this man by Jer- this, this ruler of the synagogue, Jarius by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet. Verse twenty three. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years. Now we're going to skip down to verse number 33. This man, Jairus, comes to petition of the Lord to come and heal his daughter. Jesus agrees to go with him, and he's interrupted by this lady that is referenced in verse number 25. Now, we'll look at that miracle next Sunday, uh, but look down at verse number 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole, go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house Certain which was said, thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? It's too late, Jairus. Uh, He hath stopped on the way, uh, but your daughter is dead. Look at verse number 36, and we'll read down through the end of the chapter. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept, and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talithai kumai, which is being the interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise. In straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. We're going to look at this miracle, this mighty miracle of God, and I want to look at it from a little bit different angle this morning, and I trust that you'll give me your attention. I want to speak on this subject today when miracles get interrupted. When miracles get interrupted, let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that uh, you would use the Word of God to instruct us, to teach us today. And Father, I pray once again, if there's anyone unsaved this morning, may the Spirit of God, uh, I'm certain, has already begun to work in their heart. May He continue to work in their heart. May they realize their need of a Savior they realize there is but one who could pay their sin debt, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. May today be their day of salvation. Father, meet the many needs represented today. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We find a very interesting uh, miracle take place. We uh, find this man by the name of Jairus. Jairus was a ruler of the local synagogue, and uh, Jairus was certainly a man because he had some leadership. He had some responsibility. Uh, there was others who looked to him as well, but uh, he had a situation where he needed a miracle. His daughter was at the point of death. His daughter was, had, was sick, certainly, and uh, no doubt, I'm certain that Jarius had uh, done everything that he c- could have done. He uh, probably sought whatever counsel uh, medicinally he could have, and uh, certainly none of that worked. Jairus did what he could and should do. He went to the Lord Jesus Christ. He went to the one who was above all the limitations of man. He went to the Son of God. That is certainly what he should have done, and he did what he could do. Now, right there, that statement right there ought to be, be something that somewhat convicts us this morning because many times we know what to do, but we don't always do what we know to do. Jairus knew what he should do, and he did it. Just like there are times when we know we ought to go to the Lord, and we don't do it. We know we ought to go to Him, and we, and, we, and we should do it. He went to Jesus, the one who could heal his daughter. Jesus heard His request, and Jesus was on His way to see His daughter. Can you imagine uh, the uh, burden that was on this man? Can you imagine the emotions? Can you imagine how when He spoke to Jesus, He he probably had the choking up and in in just getting the words out and the emotion that was there, certainly in the presence of the Son of God, but the burden that he brought to the Lord Jesus and the fact now that Jesus had decided that he was going to go to his house and certainly he was going to heal his daughter. Along the way, Jesus was stopped by a woman that's described as having an issue of blood, and we'll look at her a little closer next week. And Jesus was stopped on the way, and he performed a miracle in the life of this unnamed woman. Think with me just for a moment. Try and place yourself in the shoes of this man, Jarius. How anxious he must have been when he left his home, and his daughter, who was very sick, wondering if he could get to the Lord and get back before she passed away. Now he's gotten to the Lord Jesus, and there's a sense of hope. Jesus is coming to my house. We've got to get there in time. We've got to get there soon enough so Jesus can heal her of her sickness. And along the way, the master stops. And in the course of the time, and we don't know how long the delay was, but we know it was long enough, there was great crowds there, and so they were having to navigate the crowds anyway Long enough for the Lord to stop and try and find the woman who had touched him of his garment. And in the conversation there, he obviously healed her. And in that delay, in that time, someone comes from Jairus's house and tells him the bad news that now his daughter is dead. Can you imagine the emotional roller coaster that this man is going through? Certainly, he would have been a man of compassion on, on this woman and others, but. Certainly, his burden was heavier than hers. Certainly, this need, my daughter's about to die. Let's go take care of her, and then we can come back and meet all of these needs. I need a miracle. We've got to get there in time for Jesus to do this miracle. Can you imagine as he's pretending to be patient as the Lord stops to address who touched the hem of my garment. Can you imagine as he was trying to, I'm certainly not going to rebuke the Lord. I'm certainly not going to put any pressure on him. I mean, I'm I'm just thankful that he's willing to come. Can you imagine the emotion? And then I wonder, I wonder if that servant approached him and when he didn't see the servant coming, or maybe he saw the servant coming, and as soon as he set his eyes, he knew what it meant. The miracle that he was going to have got interrupted along the way. Imagine the emotion that Jairus would have had. Did Jesus now, was he now limited in this miracle? Could he have changed the outcome if he had been there? Certainly, we know that he could. On the way to the miracle, Christ was detained. The miracle didn't get there in time. But we've already read the end of the story, and we know that Jesus still did a miracle. He did it in a way that was not expected to be done. And Jairus did everything that was right to do. He went to the one who could do the miracle. He went to the one who could heal his daughter. But along the way, the miracle got interrupted. And friend, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but certainly I have felt this way, and we need a miracle in our life. We need God to intercede, and we do the right thing. We go to the one who can do something about it. And friend, just make a good habit of that. If there's something you can't do anything about, bypass social media and go right to God. He can do something about it. He can make the change. Many times, we, like Jarius, we know who can do something about it, and we did what we were supposed to do. We went to him. We made our petitions known. We prayed those prayers. We begged God to intercede. It is a situation that only God could change. We read those Bible promises of how that if we ask anything in His name, He'll do it. We read those Bible promises that we call unto Him. He'll do great and mighty things which we know us not. We read all those things and we pray the prayers and we go to the right person and we do the right thing and along the way seems as if it's too late. Why did the prayers not get answered before? And to put it in context of our story today, none of us would fault this man, Jairus, the moment he heard that his daughter was dead, to say, why did we stop? Why the delay? Or, in his mind, say, if I could have just got him there, What went wrong? I went to the right person, the one who could do something about it. But yet, he didn't heal my daughter before she died. He could have healed her sickness. If we think just for a moment, there have been times in our life when we've needed God's intercession and we have prayed the prayers but it seems as if the miracle that only God could do, and might I say miracles God is willing to do, it seems as if they got interrupted. It seems as if they didn't get there in time. It seems as though if life had not gotten in the way, we know God is omniscient, and we know He's omnipresent, and we, we know he, he, He's, He's so much greater than... He can meet the needs of all of us collectively a thousand times over and over again. We know all of that. But in our finite mind, we might describe it as, how come the answer to that prayer did not get back in time? I want us to consider a few things this morning... From the viewpoint of when miracles get interrupted, because as we've seen in see in this story, Jesus still did a miracle as he got interrupted along the way by this other who needed his touch. And the bad news comes. You can't help but think all along, and we know Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew the fate of this child before anybody else did. Before she died, he he knew that was going to take place. Yet, he allowed himself to be delayed, and then after that delay, when it seemed that if all hope was gone, all hope was not gone. Because the miracle, while it was delayed, Jesus still did the miracle. Let's notice several things. from when miracles get interrupted, number one, I want to say, don't be like the pessimist. Look at verse number 40. Jesus comes in in verse thirty-nine and says, uh, uh, "Comforts them. She's not dead. She sleepeth." And look what happens in verse forty. And they laughed him to scorn. They didn't just smirk. They didn't just do the old Southern women thing, "Blessing, bless his heart." They laughed him to scorn. They laughed in a mocking manner. They laughed at him. And I'm afraid many times, if we're not careful, certainly in the mind of others, that we don't want to fall into that trap of being a pessimist when it seems like the prayer may have never gotten to God or the answer never got back from God. And what seems to be obvious to us and seems to be permanent to us while it's not permanent to god and we get pessimistic and we say oh god's plan is perfect and when our heart of hearts maybe we laugh i think of abraham and sarah when they heard the angel come and say well they're, they're almost a hundred they're hundred years old you're going to have a baby and she laughed she's pretty pessimistic about the power of god wasn't she We've got to be very, very careful that when things don't happen, don't miss this on our timetable the way that we think it should happen and the miracle that we've seen in our mind and our heart, it doesn't go that way. We've got to to keep ourselves from becoming pessimistic and be reminded that He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God is the all-powerful one. He's the same God that didn't just speak all the stars into existence. He named every one of them. Boy, every time these these scientists get to think, smart, get, try and get smart, I want to just remind them, hey, that that there's galaxies that you just keep discovering, and you keep trying to, you keep finding all these different things that are out there. My God, spoke every star into existence. He's named every one of them. You're wasting your time giving them names. God's already named them. That's the same God who hears our prayers. That's the same God who cares for our needs. And when that miracle gets interrupted, don't become a pessimist. Don't become bitter. Don't become angry. When miracles get interrupted, don't be like the pessimist. Number two, when miracles get interrupted... Be not afraid, only believe. Look at verse number 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, what word was that? That's verse number 35. The servant comes and he speaks to Jarius. He says, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? That's a whole other message for another day. But when Jesus, not only did Jarius hear those words, Jesus heard him too. And as soon as Jesus heard the word, the message that came from Jairus' house, he said, he turned and look, this is powerful to me to think that he's already in the presence of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? And he's he's had a conversation with Jesus and Jesus is going to come to my house and heal my daughter. Now he gets word that his daughter is dead and before he can even process it, Jesus looks him eyeball to eyeball. He says he didn't just say it to the crowd. He turned and spoke to the ruler of the synagogue. He looked Jairus right in the face. He said, be not afraid. If you go back and you read the verses that we skipped over because of time this morning, you find the crowd was so thronged that they could hardly move. Jesus now was not addressing the crowd. He was looking at a man who just got word that, his daughter, that Jesus didn't make it there in time. And Jesus looks him face to face. He says, be not afraid. Only believe. Friend, have you prayed prayers that it seems like the answer never came? Have you gone to the right place as Jairus did? to the one who can do something about it. And before the answer could come, that which seems final has already taken place in, in our heart. Before we could, he could even process his emotions, Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. There are things that take place in our life. There are prayers that it seems like God does not answer. There's answers that seems like they do not come. And in our mind, the best that we can understand, we begin to play this game of if only this had happened or if only this person hadn't stopped the Lord, if if only these things hadn't taken place in this world or in my life, if only I had done this, if only I had thought of this in time. Friend, we've got to stop all of that and just fear not and believe only. This is a crucial command of our Lord. We must understand the two parts of that. Immediately there's fear because there's things we cannot control. Immediately there's fear of what the future is going to hold. Immediately there's fear because that which we thought was going to take place and we had hope now has been taken away. And our Lord says, only believe. You must deal with your fear to believe. And you must believe to deal with your fear. You know why Christians have faith problems? Because they have fear problems. Say, Pastor, how do I deal with my fear problem? Believe. So hold it. So you're telling me that in order to get over my fear, I've got to believe, and the reason why I don't believe is because I'm afraid? Please help me reconcile that. It's choosing. Let me describe it this way in context of our, our scripture this morning. Jairus, as Jesus was looking him in the face, he had to decide whether he was going to believe the words Jesus was saying to him or believe the words his servant said to him. He heard with his ears, Your daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master? Now he hears the words of Jesus. Fear not, believe only. Really, that's what it comes down to as a child of God. When that miracle gets interrupted, or it seems like God wasn't on time, are we going to believe? But you heard what the doctor said. But have you heard what the Lord has said? Well, will you hear what, what what is being you hear what's being said on the news, and you hear what's being said? But have you heard what God has said? Well, hey, hey, this is what so-and-so has said. Well, this is, I've seen this with my own eyes, Pastor. What we see with our own eyes isn't as real as the words that Jesus has said. So when miracles get interrupted, let me say to you this morning, be not afraid. Only believe. Have you gone to the right place? Have you done what you should do by praying those prayers to the one who can do something about it? You can search the wisdom of this world, and you'll never get what you need when there's a situation that only God can intervene. But along the way, it might seem practical. Well, it didn't happen in time. The prayer didn't come in time. I'd say to you, be not afraid, only believe And then thirdly this morning... When miracles get interrupted, it does not change who he is and what he can do. When when we read of Jerry's coming in verse 22 to Jesus, he came to Jesus because of who Jesus was and is. He came to Jesus because Jesus could do what nobody else could do. He came to Jesus because Jesus was the Son of God. He came to Jesus because Jesus was healing the sick. He came to Jesus because there were people walking who could not walk before Jesus got to them. That's why he came to Jesus. And Jesus got stopped along the way, which he wasn't hindered. He knew what was going to take place, and there was something that he was going to do, not just in that miracle, but in the miracle we're talking about today. And the fact that He got stopped and did another miracle, and that servant comes and says, Now she's dead, and she, when the Bible says she's dead, she was dead. Before all that took place, it when that took place, it did not change who Jesus was. He was still the Son of God. He was still uh, capable of miracles. And friend, no matter what has taken place in your life, no matter what timing seems to be off, it does not change who Jesus is. It does not change what he's capable of doing. And so many times, and it's because we cannot know the mind of God, we cannot know the plan of God, we cannot know all the things that God is doing... And he wants to do in our life. We just go to him because we know he can do what we cannot do. We know he can do what only God can do. And we're at his mercy. We make our petition. And we say, God, I'm doing all that I know to do. I'm going to you. And oh, as we should, when we get to God, say, everything's okay. I got to Jesus in time. I'm taking him to the house. I don't know if you feel this way, but I certainly feel this way. When I go to the Lord in prayer and say, God, you've got to intercede and you've got to do this. It's going to take a miracle from you. I feel a lot better after I prayed that prayer than before I prayed that prayer. And I may not know how it's going to be done. And boy, there's certainly days when my faith is not what it should be. And I was like, well, I prayed it, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. But I, pr- I prayed it. Certainly, there's a measure of belief in who God is and what he can do. And how many times have we done this? We've prayed, and it's like, okay, he's had about 30 seconds. That's long enough for God. I'm sure, it is. Well, nothing changed. We'll give it 24 hours. Nothing changes. Certainly, there are instances when things do change that quick. And there were miracles that, took, that take place in this Bible that God did see fit to do it that quickly. This is the worst case scenario. This is almost in a human sense more cruel than never even getting to Jesus. But getting to Jesus and not getting him to his daughter in time. Have you ever felt that way Christian? God I came to you God I, I needed the answer. God I I needed you to intercede but it's too late. No matter what is too late or not too late, can I tell you? It doesn't change who Jesus is. It doesn't change what our God can do. It doesn't change what our God's capable of doing. The, quote-unquote, interruption, the delay, does not negate the power of God. Friend, don't, don't lose sight of that. And maybe your prayers haven't been answered the way that you wanted them answered, or you thought they would be answered, or you don't understand why certain things have taken place. Friend, don't lose sight of the fact that God is still God, and God still sits on His throne, and God is still who He is, and He's a God of love and a God of mercy, and He's a God of power, and, and he, could, he could solve all of the problems as quick as He has a desire to, but He, he may choose to do something in a little bit different way God is still who He always has been. Don't lose sight of that. Now come lastly to the last truth that I want us to see, and I trust that you'll give me your attention, your mind, and your heart. When miracles get interrupted, we find fourthly the result was the same. But the miracle was greater. Because of the interruption. If Jesus had not been interrupted. And by the way, he wasn't prevented from moving. That was a scheduled stop for our Lord. Part of it was to heal the need of that woman. But part of it was because he needed a little bit more time. For Jairus' daughter to take that last breath. Because there was something greater. He was going to do now from the mind of a parent we don't understand that from a human perspective we don't understand that but aren't you thankful God's ways are above our ways his thoughts are above our thoughts and when miracles get interrupted the the result was the same but the miracle was greater because of the interruption if our Lord had not been detained and he had walked into that house and that girl was, that little daughter, that little girl was sick and he healed her of her sickness. The story could easily read and he grabbed her by the hand and he helped her stand and she walked around and he said, Don't tell anybody what I've done. Go ahead and feed her. She needs some food. That's not what our Lord chose to do. That, that miracle that was going to take place. And when God decides to do something, no man can interrupt God's plans. And we may look at something from a human standpoint and say, but pastor, there's something that is final. There's something that cannot be reversed. We'll get to some of those things in just a moment, but you can't lose sight of the fact in our story this morning that the result ended up being the same, but they got to be a part of a greater miracle. Jesus comes in, we know the story by now, Jesus comes into Jairus' house, he says, he sees those that are weeping, and especially in that day, in that custom, there were those who, when there was a death, they would literally come, and their responsibility would just be to weep in the well, to show that sorrow. And he, in essence, tries to calm them down, and tell them they don't need to do that, and the damsel's not dead. But sleepeth, and they laughed him to scorn. Jesus puts them out, takes mom and dad, not Jairus and his wife, mom and dad, and those that were with them into the room with the still lifeless body of this little damsel. And Jesus speaks to her and says, Rise. And you know what she did? She did what Jesus told her to do. She got up. The result was the same. But because the Lord in his wisdom delayed. Now Jarius went forth his testimony was not, let me tell you when Jesus healed my daughter from her sickness. It was, let me tell you about when Jesus raised my daughter from the dead. Oh, what a story this 12 year old damsel had to tell. It's not, I was on my deathbed. And before I passed, Jesus came and healed me. Oh, no. It was, I was dead, and Jesus came and brought me back to life. Friend, we don't understand everything that God wants to do, and God's plan is to do. Let me tell you that God is a God of love, and God cares what you're going through, and God has a greater plan than we have. And there are times when it seems like maybe our prayers didn't get to God, or if Our prayers got to Him. His answer didn't get back to us. And we don't understand what God is doing. Doesn't change who He is. Doesn't change what He's capable of. Let me conclude the message this morning and help some who might be out there saying, Well, Pastor, that's wonderful and that's great. But in the day we live today, I prayed for my loved one to be healed, and they died. So How do you reconcile your story with that? Let me help you in a way that the Lord has helped me. I can take you to a little grave of a little girl named Amanda who this past Monday would have turned 21 years of age. And, oh, I can think of prayers of a father. Lord, would you heal her? Lord, would you do a miracle? I went to the right place. I went to the one who could do the miracle. But before he could heal her, she died. Pastor, that is in great conflict with the truth that that you you are teaching today. Oh, no, it's not. Because the greater miracle is that when one dies in a broken down body, and one dies when a body is worn out, when one dies and the Lord sees fit for that life to come to an end, there's an eternal life. Jesus said to that little girl in our story, Rise, and she rose. The day is going to come when Jesus is coming back with all those who have gone before. And the dead in Christ shall rise. And friend, I would have enjoyed a miracle on this side of eternity in I would have enjoyed as a father watching her get strength in her body and grow and experience all those things. But friend, the day is coming because of the greatness of our God and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will witness her walk again. I will witness her in good health. I will witness her with no pain. Just like those so many of us this morning could testify the Lord saw fit not to intercede in my situation. I don't know why the answer did not come. Don't fret. Sometimes miracles get interrupted. But the greatest miracle of all is that Jesus would come and shed his own blood to redeem us of our sin. And the greatest miracle of all is eternal life. The greatest miracle of all is how God could could justify us through the Lord Jesus Christ and we can have eternal life with Him. I believe that what takes place today is there are times when a doctor will come out and say to a parent, say to a spouse, say to a loved one, there's nothing more we can do. But then God steps in And everything a doctor could not do, God does. And that one does come home from the hospital. But Sometimes those miracles get delayed. It doesn't mean God didn't hear the prayers. It does not mean that the healing is not going to take place and the new life is not going to happen. Friend, you can apply this in the, in the illustration I gave, but we can apply this in so many ways. We ask God to open doors. We ask God uh, to, to, to work in somebody's life. We ask God in so many times, we look at a situation and say, it's too late for that, that person to come back to God. It's too late uh, for this situation to change. Our nation is too far gone to come back to Him. We look at all those things and we say, if I had only done this and if I would only done that and if, if God had only allowed this to happen. And friend, we don't understand all of the reasons why God allows himself to allows things to take place from our standpoint where it seems like there is no hope there is no reconciliation that God did not want to do the miracle but yes God's going to do an even greater miracle today we have to decide if we're going to believe the words of the Lord when he says fear not believe only And friend may that be our challenge today To fear not, believe only. I have hope today because of Jesus. Friend, this morning, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, and you may say, I had a conversation recently with a man, and it was his story that is so like me. Pastor, you don't know what I've done in my life. You don't know the things I've done. I, I, I don't know that God would save me. Pastor, what did you tell him? Well, the outline for when the maniac met the master was still on my mind. I said, let me tell you about somebody in the Bible that was hopeless. Nobody could help him. But he met Jesus, and Jesus saved him. Friend, your life can be changed today, and more importantly, your future, your eternal soul, its destination could be changed today, but you've got to trust the Lord. And then, child of God, are you still waiting on that miracle? Figuratively speaking, in context of the message today, your da- the daughter hasn't died yet. Keep praying. Keep going to God. There's still time for God to intercede. But when it seems like whether it's a whether it's job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's something that finality from our perspective is as death. Friend, don't, get, don't, don't, get, don't lose sight of who God still is. Don't lose sight of what He can still do. And friend, there is a miracle coming. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Separation because of death in the life of, a, of our loved ones, with our loved ones today, it's, it's a burden we carry. What pastor, what am I to do? Fear not. You'll see them again. Believe only. We look at this world today and we say how how we've prayed and we've done what we can do. And still in our own country, things continue to get worse and worse. And what, what are we going to do? See, it just seems like it's too lost. And in Some respects, some things will probably never be the same again. But let me tell you, God still is the God of miracles. What are we to do? Fear not. Believe only. One day, Jesus is returning. He is going to call His children home. That's a miracle that is going to take place. What a reunion day that's going to be. Friend, don't lose hope. Don't throw in the towel. If God really loved me, no, 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 no. Don't even go down that road. God might just want you to see a greater miracle. The result's going to be the same. He might just want you to see another miracle. Father, I pray that you'll use the passage today. Use the truths.